Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Gabrielle, from A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. We are at episode number 13 of Hot Topics, the big one, three. This is where we talk real talk about things that are happening in education, employment, mental health, social services, physical health, whatever, anything that is considered steamy. So our topic today is about bullying, and we have a repeat guest today. So his name is Malachi Davis. So I'm going to just um, give you a little bio about him just to refresh your memory on who he is. So Malachi Davis is the co-founder of the Mal the Motivator brand. He's a motivational speaker who has spoken at some of the most prestigious venues and institutions around the country. In addition to motivational speaking, he is also a mentor and writer. He's written articles for the Long Island Press, Queen's Courier, Canna Foundation, The Nocturnal, and One World Fest Global. He's worked with the likes of Congressman Steve Israel, NBA player Tobias Harris, and NBA agent Torrell Harris. He's, he majored in creative writing at New England College, where he was also the captain of the basketball team. Malachi was also featured on the Ellen DeGeneres show as a guest due to his writing ability. Malachi's done voiceovers and has even helped to work on an ad that was featured on three billboards in Times Square. All right, Malachi, welcome back to Hot Topics. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So today is um, a little bit of a, I mean, all topics are serious, but this is, a, a mm -hmm. I think, a particularly more serious topic on bullying, right. and you have an interesting perspective on it. So if you wouldn't right. mind, please sharing with our viewers. Um. Yeah, uh, well, I feel like the topic of bullying is something that's very prevalent right now um, in schools, um, as well as in the workplace, you know, with adults, but mostly with kids. Um, me being someone who does work with a lot of children, I, I see it a lot. Um, there's different levels I would say to it you know sometimes it's, it's playful banter sometimes it's a little more serious than that um I feel it's very important to you know just point out to people how much more you're alike than you are different because a lot of it stems from that just not really realizing how much you and a person have in common so a lot of kids are you know going through stuff at home so they come to school, they take it out on, you know, other kids in the school. And if they were able to see that, you know, this person who I'm bullying or the person who I'm talking about is facing some of the same issues that I am, you might be a little less likely to, you know, make fun of somebody knowing they come from the same type of struggle or the same type of environment. And um, I actually have, you know, a very close situation where uh, I had to speak um, to children. Uh, a girl at a school that I was hired to speak at had actually committed suicide. And um, she was in the 10th grade. It was a female. 
and it was a very uncomfortable thing to talk about with you know young kids in high school because obviously that's a topic that for at any age it's very hard to you know process and deal with but um a lot of the reason why that was happening was because she was suffering in silence and she wasn't really speaking on some of the stuff that was going on being bullied stuff like that and i just feel like we'll we live in a time where i believe things are a little different in terms of like the sensitivity level and you know like i don't want to say toughness because like nobody should have to go through being bullied or anything like that but i know in my day it was a lot more acceptable like you know, we frowned upon, you know, people making fun of people. Like, it was, you know, all fun and games. It was playful. And I just feel like now there's so many platforms and there's so many, you know, avenues that advocate and basically, you know, talk out and speak out about it because we do see that a lot of kids aren't really able to handle that. And it's something that a lot more, you hear that a lot more now than you did you know kids stuff like that so i feel like it's a very important it's a very important subject to talk about i think that as adults we have a responsibility to highlight it more and you know talk to kids about it just because of the fact that you know we're more experienced in them in certain standpoints so i feel like if we bring it to the forefront and we force kids to speak on it, you know, express how they feel about it. It'll make it a lot easier for kids to understand, you know, how bullying can go from something that's very playful to something that's life altering. You know, like I said, a child committing suicide, a kid wanting to hurt themselves because they're being bullied. So um, I just think it's a very important topic. Right. So you were you were talking about um, you know how serious it is, and you brought up an important point about um, the kids that are committing suicide due to the bullying. So can you talk about the different types of bullying that exist? Um, I mean, I think there's. I I don't know if I would like break them down into different types of bullying. Like, I feel like bullying is bullying, but I, I will say that there's, um, you know, there's, there's people that are bullying. I think what I'm trying to say is that what it stems from may differ. So like you have kids who are going through stuff at home and they're just lashing out. So their bullying is really based off pain. So like they're, saying hurtful things but it's really just their own insecurities and it's translating in a form of them bullying other people which we see you know even with adults like people go through certain things and they misdirect that energy or those feelings and they put it on someone else then you have kids who just genuinely don't understand that you know the severeness or the seriousness of bullying someone making fun of someone's clothes making fun of someone's financial standing, um, things of that nature. So you have different, you know, sources, I would say, that that bullying comes from. But I feel like it's all pretty much the same, you know, just making a person feel bad about whatever they have going on and 
I think that the only difference with the bullying, it really is the person who's receiving it. Because you got some people that can dust it off and it's not a big deal and, and they'll take it as a joke or they'll even joke back. Then you, then you have people that are a lot more sensitive or they might be going through a lot in their own situation. So having somebody, you know, talk about anything that clothes, their, their, you know, finances will really turn them, you know, in a dark place. And, and being that a lot of young children are at that point where they're still figuring things out and they're still developing, they don't always know how to handle it. They don't know how to talk to people about it. So they just suffer in silence. Well, yeah, you you brought up um, a few good points, but, you know, kids get bullied. Some of the things they get bullied on are maybe the type of clothes they're wearing, their income background. They may be, you know, a lower income compared to the other students or maybe of even higher income, you know. Um, they can be bullied based on ethnicity, race, there's a lot of different things that kids can be bullied on. And and especially at a young age, you know, it's you know, kids are impressionable. So can you can you give an example of uh, like what a bully would say to a kid that would make them feel bad? Well, like a, a specific uh like joke or something that like I've yeah. heard or yeah well, um I mean I've heard of I've heard it all I've heard stuff like you know your parents can't afford to buy you nice clothes I've heard you know people talk about hair you know especially amongst young women oh you don't have good hair or your hair's nappy um complexion like you said I've heard people you know talk about darker skin children um as you know, being a dirty complexion, stuff like that. Um, bat, amongst basketball, because I also coach, um, you know, hair, you suck at basketball, you're not good, you know, little things like that. And, you know, for some people, they might think that's not really a big deal or, you know, it's, it's something you could struggle with. But for other kids, like little things like that really hurt and um, they internalize it. And what, what, what is it, how do you know that a kid is hurting? What does it look like? Um, it's tough to say because like, you don't always, it, there's not always an outward uh, thing that they show. Like a lot of kids that I know personally, if you don't ask them, you wouldn't know. Cause they, you know, they're quiet about it. They're not really, you know, showing any emotion at the time, but they may go home and cry or maybe later when nobody's around, they express to themselves or, you know, to the people they're close to. But I feel like it's kind of just up to you to know, you know, if you're the adult in this situation. And I'm talking specifically for kids, but uh, just, you know, if you see it happening, just to talk to them and, or I think sometimes isolation is a good indication. Like when you see a kid that isolates themselves a lot and doesn't really want to be a part of group activities or isn't really into being around other kids, usually that's a sign that I've seen 
to be like, okay, you know, something's going on. Or, you know, he's clearly not wanting to be around those kids for a reason. Because, you know, most kids want to be around other kids, like, you know, unless you're an introvert. But for the most part, when you're a child, you want to play with other kids and stuff like that. So I, I found that to be a sign that usually gives off an indication. But um, for the most part, it really, it's not always a sign, you know, it's not always a blatant sign. Sometimes it's, it's very subtle and you have to kind of just dig and kind of like, kind of, I don't want to say guess, but you kind of just have to like, you know, question and ask if you see it going on, you know? Right, right. So, I mean, that's another important point that you brought up. If you, you know, you're not always going to know and, right. you know, they're not always going to, kids, particularly kids, they're not always going to come forward, but you also want to look out for changes in behavior. So, if you see, like, a child who's normally outgoing is all of a sudden uh, keeping to themselves and not wanting to talk to other people and, you know, there's little signs that you look out for. Definitely. So, what, what, what kind of, so if you see it happening, right, mm -hmm. you say, you know, like you play basketball, so if you right. see a, a child saying to another child, like, oh, you suck, you know, you can't play, why are you here? What kind of things would you say to them? Well, with me, I have a, a very low tolerance for bullying. So most of the kids that, um, you know, play for me or are a part of my program, they know from the gate that I don't allow that, that there's a very low tolerance. And, you know, I'm the type of person that I make it clear from the gate. Like, you know, we don't do that here. It's all about encouragement, lifting each other up. If you're not, you know, able to do that, then this might not be the program for you. So they kind of come in with the understanding of that. But, you know, obviously there's some kids that slip through the cracks and it, it does still happen. And um, I'm usually just very vocal, you know, at the time. And if and I, I make sure to do it in a way where it's not embarrassing for the kid that's getting bullied. Because, you know, sometimes for children too, it's like they don't want you to make a big deal about it. They want it kind of to be discreet and stuff like that. So I've had instances where I kind of, I think it's important to know your person now. You know, everybody's different. So if it's a kid who I know is like very discreet and stuff like that, I might pull him to the side at one point and then also pull the other kid to the side at another time and just, you know, try to explain and point out why it's wrong, you know, the reasons why it shouldn't be done. But then, like I said, with other kids that I'm kind of familiar with, or I know their personality, I don't mind saying it in front of the group. Like, listen, we're not doing that. It's a low tolerance for that. And if you can't respect that, then this just won't be the program for you. So I just think, I don't know, I think children just need to know that it's serious. Because I think that's the biggest issue. Like, people don't take it serious. Like, it's, it's very, like, like, oh, whatever, I'm just joking, or, oh, you know, it's just, I'm playing, but it's like, everybody doesn't have that tough skin one, and some people are dealing with so much, you never really know what they're dealing with, you never know what that straw that breaks the camel's back is, you know, so they could be going through a bunch of stuff at home, and then come to school, 
and you're saying things that you think are funny, but to him, because he's going through all this other stuff, it's like he can't take it. And that's his breaking point. So I think just explaining to, you know, young children that, listen, it's, it's not it's just all fun and games. Like for some people, it's very serious. So. So why do you think there are some kids that don't take it seriously, as seriously as they should? Um, I, I mean, I was, I would think probably upbringing, like just coming from a home that you make joke with your family members, with your cousins, with your friends in your own circle. So, cause I'm gonna be honest, like, like I said, when I was growing up, bullying wasn't really something that was talked about like it is now. Like it, it wasn't on the forefront. It was very like, you know, people knew about it. People knew what was going on, but it was, you know, like I grew up with, like, listen, you got to have tough skin. Stick your stones may break my bones. You know what I mean? But words I never heard me. Like that was a cliche saying, but that was like what we lived by when I was growing up. Like, you know, can't, no one can talk to you or say certain things and it makes you feel away. Like don't give anybody that power. So I feel like kids that do it, probably come from households like that. So they're not able to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. Cause they're like looking at like, well, I'm able to joke around like this, you know, or if I could do it with my friends and, and my family members, then it's not a big deal. But I think it's just about knowing that everybody's not the same one. And just because you may do something with your circle of friends, that doesn't mean that everybody else is open to that. So, yeah, I think it's just like very important to just, you know, just know that. Cause I, I don't think, cause I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not an advocate for bullying at all. Like I, like I said, I have a very low tolerance for it, but I will say growing up as a kid, I did have friends that joked with me and talked about my outfit, but it was playful and I didn't mind you know, it, it didn't hurt me. It didn't make me upset. We can laugh about it. We can joke about it. But that's not everybody's personality, you know. So you got to know who you can do that with, who you can't do it with, stuff like that. Right. There's a line between being playful and being hurtful. Right. right. But so, even in being playful, it can still be hurtful, depending on who you're talking to. Because what, what might not hurt me or what I might view playful might not be what someone else views playful. So it's, it's also, like I said, it's also important to know your person there because like I, I always, my, I had a basketball coach that used to always say to me, um, a good coach, you know, can coach well, knows his X's and O's, but a great coach knows his person there and he knows that he has to deal with every player different. This player might work well under criticism. Another player might need a little bit of coddling. This player might need this, this player might need that. So knowing all of those things helps you be a better coach. And I feel like it's the same thing with human beings, like being a well-rounded person requires you knowing that I can't do everything with everybody. And that's with anything in life, you know, like everybody's not going to respond to something the same way. So I feel like even though you're right, there is a, a thin line between playful and hurtful, even sometimes playful can be perceived to be hurtful depending on the person, you know? 
Right. So you, I mean, you you have to be aware of the things you are saying and right. And who you're saying it to. Right. But I guess to to play devil's advocate, like if right. if the bully doesn't know that what they're saying is hurtful to the other, because the the person being bullied is not saying anything. Right. And they're not really gonna know. 100. So, is it safe to encourage the people being bullied to speak up? Definitely, and I I think that that's what's a lot different now than it was back then. Like, I feel like we were encouraged to one speak up, but also we didn't. Like, I don't know, because I don't, I don't want to say, like, kids today are, are being coddled and stuff like that, because, like I said, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying, you know, kids are too sensitive, because I, I feel like it's important to be able to be sensitive and be able to, you know, feel, and, and, and if you're a sensitive person, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do feel like, you know, when you, like, you don't want to make it a crutch where, a kid who's being bullied is gonna feel uncomfortable to speak up and he'll never speak up because you know he's being told like oh it's all right you know or it's I don't know it's like a very thin line because I, I, I do think it's important to teach kids to be more cognizant of what they say and what they do but I also know kids are gonna be kids and like I said growing up in an era where that was regular and I was just playful banter. Like, I feel like a lot of it has to do with your own upbringing, you know? And like I said, I had no problem saying to a friend, like, if it, if it went too far, I would express that. Like, all right, listen, it's a little too much, you know? So I feel like it is, a, you're right. It's about also empowering the kid who's getting bullied to know that his voice matters, that he has the support of others and it's okay to speak up. You know, like if you if you feel even if it's not publicly, if it's to the side, if you feel like you might have to tell somebody else to be in the middle and kind of be like a an objective, you know, person, then cool. But definitely don't just let it go unheard. And I think that is important because, like I said, a lot of kids suffer in silence and they don't say anything to anyone. Right, absolutely. You definitely want to empower those kids to speak up because when you don't say anything, you know, mm. it, it can, it's likely to continue. Right. Definitely. So what what about parents? Or you know, what what do you think the role what do you think their role is in terms of you know preventing bullying, stopping it, you know, intervening when it happens? Well I think I think it's important on both sides. So if you're teaching your kid not to bully, to be, you know, cognizant of people's feelings, then you also have to teach your kids to be strong and um, uplift them. Because I think that goes along with as well. I think I came from a household where I had a mom, an aunt that, always made me feel good about myself you know it told me that I was handsome and 
they never belittled me. They always spoke positivity, you know, into me. They, they didn't ever, you know, make me feel less than what I was. And I think that made it a lot easier for me not to take things so serious that other people said, because in my household, I was being, you know, taught that, you know, I'm, I'm more than enough, you know, stuff like that. So that there was not really anything a person could tell me to make me second guess who I was as a person or make me sad. So I think as parents, it's important to uplift your children, you know, let them hear words of, you know, affirmation, uh, constantly remind them because I think a lot of children need that just constant reminder especially at a young age like I said where they're impressionable they're still learning they're going through puberty so to have you know people in your household lifting you up definitely helps you know obviously that's not always going to be the answer but I do feel like if I'm speaking for myself personally I know that helped for me a lot you know because like I said I grew up in an era where kids were very harsh but it was playful, you know, and I didn't ever take it too serious. I didn't allow it to, you know, break me down emotionally, anything like that. But part of it had to do with my upbringing and feeling how I, you know, I, I had high esteem for myself, you know. So I feel like all of those things are important. But again, also teaching your kids not to talk about people and just teaching them to be more aware of people's feelings and how a little joke can go a long way, you know, and a little joke can turn into something that pushes somebody over the edge. And you don't want to be the person that does that, you know, especially unknowingly if that's not even your intention. But it's very possible for that to happen. So I think just making kids aware of that, that it is very real. And not sheltering your kids from certain things, like, Telling a kid, listen, children do commit suicide. You know, that happens. It, it's, it's a very real thing. Because I feel like sometimes when we shelter kids and, and coddle them, they're not aware of the realness of certain situations. You know, so just painting the picture for them, letting them know that that does happen, you know, from bullying. Something as simple as a joke. So... Absolutely, absolutely. So what about when they find out that their child is being bullied? What should what should they do? Um see, I don't I don't want to say like what because everybody's different, but I know like me being a parent myself, uh my daughter's three, but if she was older and that was something that happened, I would do a few things you know first I would encourage her to speak up you know I would tell her that you have to protect yourself first and foremost nobody's going to protect you better than you can so if you feel it's getting out of hand if, you, if it's hurting your feelings then you have to make it aware and you make the person aware of it you, you, you tell it you bring it to their attention if it doesn't stop then you have to go to the administration, the teacher, whoever, and let it be known. Listen, I tried, whatever, I, I spoke to them. But I also feel like my job as her parent is to lift her up and to teach her that, you know, words only have power if you allow them to, you know. 
And a person can only break you down if you give them the power to do that. So if you believe what they're saying, if you're listening to what they're saying. So I feel like it's a it's a daily rotation of both. So obviously, you know, encouraging her to speak up and, and, and you know, do what she has to do to make it be known, but also just preparing her and making her well-equipped to know that, you know, I'm going to deal with people that are mean, people are going to say nasty things, but at the end of the day, if I have a high esteem of myself, none of those things should really matter. And I don't have to give any of that power. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, you coach basketball. So do you find that um, because you have well, let me ask you this. Do you have kids in, with different income backgrounds in basketball or different um, ethnicities or do you tend to get the same type of kid? So I'll say this. Um, it's a little bit of both. So I, I used to coach at a, uh, at a basketball camp out in Long Island, um, specifically Brookville, Long Island, which is one of the wealthiest zip code in America. So like the kids that I coached there were like very sheltered, very sensitive. So like I used to have a lot of, you know, issues with bullying because I feel like those kids were so sheltered, they weren't accustomed to like that type of stuff. You know, a kid telling them they sucked or like stuff like that. When I've coached kids from a more urban background or for a you know lower income bracket like that demographic they seem to be a little more accustomed to you know like a little tougher if I could say like you know so they're like kind of accustomed to that they're not really being raised so sheltered so they're a little more accustomed to that type of you know playful banter so I've kind of you know seen it from both standpoints um, separately. And then, yes, I've also had teams where it was a little bit of both, where you had, you know, the kids who came from one, you know, income background and one demographic and then kids from another. And to be honest with you, the team that I had like that, there really wasn't any issue. Like, I didn't see really much of that taking place. Like there was a lot more camaraderie, believe it or not, even though they were so different. But when I dealt separately, like just the, like honest to God, the, the most I've seen it was when I was dealing with the wealthier kids. Like there was a lot of, and I think it was because, because it would be like silly stuff, you know, like it wouldn't be anything facetious being said or anything that I would say like, you know, this person's trying to really hurt your family, like little simple things. But because those kids were so sheltered and so much more sensitive, like it would really like hurt them. You know what I mean? So like I would have to do it. And they were younger too. Like at that time, I think the age group that I had was like, like fifth grade and sixth grade. So they were like really young kids too. So I think also age has a lot to do with it as well. But um, yeah, like I definitely saw it like with them, with the young, more affluent kids. Mm. Okay. So now, 
we're winding down a little bit. Um, so, <clears throat> so what advice would you give to the viewers watching right now? Um, in terms of what, just dealing with bullying? Dealing with it, if they're going through it, if they see it, um, whatever comes to mind. Well, the advice that I would give to anyone going through it, it would be just to, you know, have the courage to speak up about it. You know, don't suffer in silence because nobody should suffer in silence. It's a very unhealthy way to cope, you know, just dealing with things on your own, never really being able to express it, suppressing those feelings. I would definitely say to speak up. And even if it's not you speaking up directly to the bully, just expressing it to someone that's in a position to help or play the objective role, you know. Um, I would also say to them, just remember that, like I said earlier, words only have power if you allow them, you know. Um, I know I was always taught that people do a lot of things for attention and for the response that you give. So a lot of the time, you know, I was always told to ignore them and they'll stop because if you're not giving, if they're not getting a rise out of you that they want, they're not going to find any, because that's usually what it's for. You, people do that to get a rise out of you. So I would also just say, you know, have the ability to just ignore that and just be confident in yourself and know that, you know, I'm not going to pay that attention um, from the side of, people doing the bullying, I would just tell them to just be a little more cognizant of the fact that everybody is not the same, you know, and even though you may feel you're joking or you may feel like it's playful or whatever the case may be, that doesn't mean that's how the person on the opposite end is taking it. And I would say just understand the severity and seriousness of bullying that it doesn't always end where it's just, oh, well, you know, I'm joking with this person. Like, there are times where people crack and they can't take it. And like I said, they're dealing with stuff at home and they're dealing with stuff here and there. And you, you never know when you'll be the show that breaks that camel's back. So I would just say be a lot more cognizant of that. Um, and, you know, to the parents, I would just say talk to your children as much as possible because a lot of the times you don't know what's going on and they're not sharing it with you. And it's good to stay on top of those things because to the to speak on the situation that I I actually had to speak to the student body about the the young woman who committed suicide, she kinda suffered in silence to the point where she had a brother that attended the same school and he was totally under, unaware that she was going through all of the stuff that she was going through, as well as her parents. So I feel like it's very important as parents to just talk to your kids and give them the forum and the open space to where they feel comfortable coming to you about anything. The advice that I would have to give would just be, um, obviously for the kids getting bullied, I would just try to empower them and encourage them to speak up whether it be to the person doing the bullying or whether it's someone that can be a mediator and, you know, be objective and help both sides to see 
you know, either that it's not a big deal and you don't have to take, you know, take it and, and internalize it and just to explain to the other person, you know, everybody's not willing to joke a certain type of way. And you have to be cognizant and respectful of that. Um, and as far as, you know, the people doing the bullying, I would just tell them to be more aware of how you can affect someone. Like I said earlier, you never know when you'll be the straw that breaks the camel's back and you don't want to push people over the edge. You know, you, you never know what they're going through in their personal life. Um, and in terms of parents, I would just say be in tune and, and make sure that your children feel comfortable speaking to you, you know, have an open line of communication where you can always be aware of what's going on in their lives because so many kids do suffer in silence and people are totally unaware of what's going on with their kids, you know, and they don't know until it's too late. So I feel like it's very important and just speak to them, encourage them, uplift them, and just make sure they're comfortable to talk to you about anything. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Mr. Davis, thank you for joining us today on Hot Topics yet again. So to the viewers, you can find Malachi on Facebook under Malachi Davis. His Instagram is Mal underscore the motivator. And his Twitter account is MallyMal92. All this information will be provided to you in the description. He's also available for motivational speaking. So if you're looking for a speaker for an event, you can email him at mallymal329 at gmail.com. So definitely give him all of the support. And I thank all of you for joining us today. Please check out our YouTube channel for more videos and clips. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Eventbrite. And lastly, we are also collecting donations to our ongoing crowdfunding campaign on ifundwomen.com. The funds will be used to keep our staff employed, offer free and low-cost workshops, and to market our services to families nationwide. So please consider making a donation today. We will definitely appreciate the support. And please tune in next time to our next episode. Thank you for watching. Signing off. Thank <music> you.